a drug-resistant bacteria is found in sewer water. That story and more on H2O Radio's Weekly News Report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Pete Ricketts, the governor of Nebraska, has fired a first shot in what looks to be a water war with neighboring Colorado. Last week, he announced his intention to construct a $500 million canal to ensure his state gets water he says it's entitled to. Ricketts says developments planned in Colorado threaten his state, although he wasn't specific and might be referring to proposed ideas rather than actual approved projects. Until the morning of his announcement, Ricketts had not raised any issues with Colorado, and its governor, Jared Polis, fired back, saying his state will aggressively assert its water Water rights. Kevin Ryan, the state engineer, told the Denver Post that Colorado is meeting all its obligations under water sharing agreements. Nevertheless, Ricketts wants to dust off a clause from a 1923 South Platte River compact that would allow water to be sent through a canal to Perkins County, Nebraska. Construction of the Perkins Canal was started before World War I but never finished. In the 1980s, attempts to resurrect the idea were unsuccessful because of threats to habitat protected by the Endangered Species Act. Any water fight between the states would likely get tied up in litigation for years, if not decades. A gene that causes bacteria to be resistant to one of the world's most important antibiotics has been detected in sewer water in Georgia. Colistin is a medication of last resort for treating serious infections when other drugs fail. Researchers at the University of Georgia collected samples from an urban sewage system and detected the gene MCR9, and they think it's becoming established in the United States. MCR9 is believed to be spread through agriculture, particularly in China and India, where colistin has been used to treat livestock. Its frequent use means that some microbes are becoming resistant, so potentially no medications could treat infections. Colistin is banned in the U.S. for use in food animals to help slow the spread of antimicrobial resistance. China and India have followed suit and stopped using the drug, but MCR could have been spread through global travel and imports from other countries. A year ago, the World Health Organization declared antimicrobial resistance among the top 10 global health issues. It was hot last year. According to a new analysis by NASA, Earth's global average surface temperature in 2021 tied 2018 as the sixth warmest on record. Collectively, the past eight years have been the hottest since record-keeping began in 1880. As the planet heats up, some birds and animals are migrating to cooler territory, but plants are rooted in place. And to survive climate change, they would need their seeds to be carried to more hospitable locations. But without their animal helpers, that could prove difficult. About half of all plants rely on wildlife to disperse their seeds, creatures eating fruits or nuts and then dropping or pooping them out somewhere else. But as wildlife declines, not just from the warming climate, but also from poaching and habitat loss, plants could be out of luck. Dr. Evan Fricke at Rice University in Texas examined what the loss of birds and mammals meant for seed dispersal and found that because of wildlife losses, 
60% fewer seeds are being spread far enough worldwide to keep pace with climate change. That has staggering repercussions. Beyond animals losing a food source and plants a means of reproduction, seed dispersals sustain healthy ecosystems that humans rely on for producing food, filtering water, and controlling erosion. Transported seeds also help forests recover from disruptions like wildfires, which are increasing with climate change, but fewer seeds lead to a vicious cycle where plants that store heat-trapping carbon dioxide are disappearing. And finally, a cup of coffee in the morning can jumpstart your day, but the grounds left over soon could put a spring in your step. A company in Finland is making sneakers out of coffee waste. Given the popularity of Java worldwide, tons of coffee grounds are sent to landfills each year where they release methane, a potent greenhouse gas. To address the problem, the footwear firm Renz has created a sneaker using coffee grounds. The waste is combined with plastic pellets from recycled water bottles to make a polyester yarn for the upper part of the shoe. The company says every pair diverts 21 cups worth of coffee waste from landfills and that by using recycled plastic, their production has significantly lower CO2 emissions than most athletic footwear. They say their innovative fiber contains tiny micro pockets that trap unpleasant odors and is naturally antibacterial. Should you get caught in the rain, the shoes are waterproof and dry quickly. The downside of the sustainable footwear might be its high price tag, around $119 a pair, but perhaps that's the cost of a lighter footprint on the planet. That's it for this week in water. Support comes from Right Water Engineers, providing water resource engineering in Colorado and beyond for more than 60 years. Projects, services, and resumes are online at rightwater.com.